0: tried to witness to a Jehovah's Witness? If you have, you probably became confused about their beliefs. Maybe the discussion got heated and you became frustrated or angry. If you have a loved one involved in the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society, it can even be more difficult. Join us today as we discuss how to respond effectively and lovingly to Jehovah's Witnesses, We'll also learn about the Family Shield's counter-cult ministry that educates Christians on how to respond in love and ministers to those family members and friends of Jehovah's Witnesses. This is Kay Meyer. I'm the founder and president of Family Shield Ministries and host host for the radio program. I'm in the studio by myself today, and I often teach on this topic of witnessing, how do we witness or respond to Jehovah's Witnesses and also talk about the many family members and friends that we uh, minister to offering hope and help. And uh, let me just share a little bit about what the Family Shield Counter Cult Ministry does. Yeah. We share the true Christ of the Bible with both Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons, ex-Witnesses, ex-Mormons, and assist their family members and friends to learn how to cope and to learn how to share their faith when God opens that door. We offer seminars and workshops on those topics. We produce these radio programs on cults, the occult, and sometimes other religions. We refer and connect individuals to resources and products that will help them grow and learn. We network with other apologetic organizations and experts knowledgeable in the area of the cults. Uh, so who do we reach? Let me share one story of one woman that we touched uh, Elizabeth called us after a Family Shield radio program entitled Responding in Love to Jehovah's Witnesses. She cried as she explained to me that because she had told her son a Jehovah's Witness. She would not become a witness. He, his wife, and their three children would no longer talk to her. When I asked her where she attended church, she said, I used to attend the Catholic Church, but I haven't been there in years. Family Shield began working with her. We found a volunteer to call her on a regular basis to begin to build a relationship. It took time, but she eventually began attending a congregation near her her home. This is just one of the many opportunities we find to share the love of Christ with family members and friends through our counter cult ministry. The families of Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons have many unique challenges. You'll learn about some of these challenges today. We invite your prayers for these families. We reach and encourage your involvement and support. Um, I have a lot of experience in, uh, especially my area, is witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses. And this ministry began back in 1981 before Family Shield was I- even founded. And it began when I was led by the Lord to witness to a Jehovah's Witness named Kathy. She was a pioneer. I met her through my daughter, and I invited her to my home and I was just a baby Christian at the time. But she told me they believe Jesus is not God, and I knew what our church taught, that he is both true God and true man. And uh, that encounter with Kathy basically turned my life upside down. I spent the next several years studying God's Word uh, and growing so that I could witness to Kathy and then later many other people. But God used that time to to uh, help me understand more about his word and myself. And, uh, uh, and so I, I always look back at that time as it was a wonderful time when I was confronted with something I didn't know, and I had to study the word of God. And so it's important that we do that. I've witnessed to many active witnesses and many more that are studying with witnesses. I've attended uh, an uh, ex-witnesses now for Jesus Convention in Pennsylvania and met hundreds of ex-witnesses and hundreds of family members and friends. Family Shield has assisted thousands of family members and friends of both Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons through this ministry. Uh, we train and mentor volunteers who minister to those people in their homes, not only the Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons, but especially their families, which need help. Sometimes they're Christian families, many times they're not, so lots of diversity there. And uh, we, of course, if I said earlier, we do presentations. But here's a fact you may not know. Did you know that 40,000 Jehovah's Witnesses are disfellowshipped each Year. This is a tremendous outreach opportunity. An ex witness will seldom decide to attend a Christian denomination. Christians need to reach them in the community, build relationships, love them, be friendly. They are taught when they're active witnesses not to have friends outside of the kingdom hall. But when they're disfellowshipped, that means None of their farmer friends from the Kingdom Hall can talk to them because if they talk to them, they will also be disfellowshipped. So it's a great opportunity to befriend them and to love them. Let me share a couple stories and then I'll explain a little bit about what disfellowshipping uh, is. Uh, I went to, as I mentioned, a Witnesses Now for Jesus Convention several years in a row held up in Pennsylvania, and Bill and Joan Setnar used to be in charge of it. Uh, Bill is now with the Lord, but uh, Joan shared this story at the breakfast. Uh, She said her and her husband had been raised Jehovah's Witnesses, and her parents were Jehovah's Witnesses, and uh, they began to have some doubts about their teachings and began to study and grow, and they came to understand that Jesus was true God and true man at the same time, and that many of the teachings of the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society were wrong, and they left. And they were instrumental in helping hundreds of Jehovah's Witnesses leave. Years ago, there was no email, and people would call across the country to Joan and Bill uh, who would help them. try to get out, because when they left, they were leaving family members and friends who would never talk to them again. So it was a really difficult time. Joan shared that morning at breakfast. She said, we live right here in this Pennsylvania area, and I have two uh, teenage children And she said, every Saturday I'm out in my garden working and my parents who are still active Jehovah's Witnesses will drive by as they go into the town. And every day, every day I see them, I'll wave, but they'll never wave back. They won't talk to me. They haven't seen or talked to my children in many years, and it just brought tears to my eyes, but that is what disfellowshipping means. If they are active Jehovah's Witnesses, especially for those that become Christians and become active in helping others like Bill and Joan did, uh, it totally uh, splits families apart and causes many, many conflicts in families. I'll talk a little bit more about disfellowshipping, but um, uh, anyone that becomes a Christian, a true Christian, a true believer in Jesus, and leaves the Watchtower Society will be disfellowshipped, even though they know (laughs) they're not a Jehovah's Witness anymore. It's just a way for the organization to keep control and make sure that the other witnesses don't talk to this person. But there are many other reasons, just sinning, just general things that you might do. Uh, they will disfellowship people over, and sometimes the witness wants to get back in good stead, and they will go to the Kingdom Hall where no one can talk to them. I had a friend who was a witness that told me once she, she saw a someone that had been disfellowshipped at Stake and Shake. She said, Kay, I couldn't talk to him. And I'm like, well, Donna, that just doesn't seem very loving to me. Uh, you couldn't even go and say hello to him? No, no, I couldn't, she said. And, of course, she went by all the laws and rules. So it's a real dis- disturbing teaching, but that is what the Jehovah's Witnesses do. I want to kind of transition and share some of the uh, things that they teach about uh Jesus Christ and about God that are not what the Bible teaches. What I usually say is that Jehovah's Witnesses have a false Christ and a false uh, gospel. They talk about Jesus, but the Jesus they talk about is not the Jesus of the Bible. And they talk about the gospel, but the gospel they proclaim is not the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So if I don't say anything else today, remember that. As I begin talking about the difference between the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society teaching and the the teaching of the Bible and the body of Christ, I'm not talking about a denominational teaching, but what Christians believe. First of all, I want to mention that there will be terminology differences and difficulties. I always use this example. They ask for a cookie And you hand them a cup of coffee and you say, wait a minute, I asked for a cookie. And they said, that's it. It's a cup of coffee. But they're calling it a cookie. Uh, Every term that we use, Jesus, not the Jesus of the Bible, Uh, the Holy Spirit, not the same Holy Spirit, eternal life, not the same eternal life. Heaven, not the same heaven. We have to define terms. Are we, that's why you get so confused when you try to witness to them if you don't understand what they teach and believe. So define terms and understand that the terminology differences are going to cause some challenges. They use their own Bible. It's the New World Translation. And we would say, that the men that translated it had no proper credentials or qualifications. I'm going to be uh, offering several tracks that anybody can call in for. And one is the world's most dangerous book, and it's about their New World translation. Um, France was unable to translate the Hebrew in a court trial in 1954, and this track talks about that. Uh, it is just not a Bible that you should put your trust in because it is not a qualified Bible. They will let you use other translations, but they usually will always go back to their translation, and there's a lot of distortion in it. One of the things in it is um, uh, in John 1.1, 1, 1, where it talks about, I'm going to just quote this from memory. And their in their New World Translation, it says, "In the beginning was the Word. That's Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was." They've added a, and they've changed the capital G in most good translations to a lowercase g. So, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God." They've made Jesus a second God. A lesser God. He's not a capital G God. He's not Almighty God. But they don't know how to t- totally change that. But they've changed Scripture, and that's what they do over and over and over in their Bible. That's why we don't consider it a, a good translation. Uh, I like to take them from John 1-1 after they have shown me and talked to me about their beliefs about Jesus to Isaiah 43, 10, and 11, um, and, uh, talk to them about what that verse says in light of what they actually believe about Jesus. So it says, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. Now that's their battle cry, so you have to get beyond that first part of that verse. In order that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he, that's a capital E, before me, God says, there was no God formed, and there will be none after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and there is no Savior besides me. Now, this is in Isaiah. And as I said, first I'll look up John 1-1 with them and have them explain to me what they actually teach and believe about Jesus. They don't believe he's God. Uh, they don't believe he's Almighty God. And, and yet they do believe that he is the Savior. So this verse, when you have, make them think and look at Scripture— That's what we want to do. We want to make them think. So we want to compare those two to help them see that what they teach about Jesus is not biblical. Um, I want to also mention I have a book, Mission Field on Our Doorstep, Jehovah's Witnesses, that is available through our Family Shield office. It's not a track, so we do charge a little bit for it, but if you'd like to uh, uh, order that, you can go to our website and uh, get that, and it has a lot of good information for Christians to learn about how to witness to them. Um, they also teach a false Christ, um, I'm sorry, I said that false Christ. They also teach a false gospel. And um, I have um, many times gone and spoken at uh, uh, Lutheran High School uh, when the, the teacher was teaching on this topic of Jehovah's Witnesses. And he used to have Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons come in and videotape them. And so the one time my friends, Kathy and Terry, were videotaped talking about their gospel, uh, Paradise, Earth, and the Heavenly Kingdom not the suffering, death, and, and uh, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so although they will talk about Jesus and his suffering, uh, they, they really don't proclaim that as the gospel message. And we know uh, Romans 1.16 says, you know, it is the gospel message that transforms our hearts. And so their false gospel is not what we teach our gospel is that Jesus Christ suffered and died for every person's sins, my sins, your sins, and his death and then resurrection are what we pr- what we preach, that is the gospel message. That is what saves us. So they don't They do talk about Jesus, as I mentioned, they talk about Jesus, but what they say about Jesus is not what the Bible talks about Jesus. Jesus is, according to the Bible, is both true God and true man at the same time. So here's what they believe about Jesus. Before his birth, he was a created being called Michael the Archangel. Now, there is a Michael the Archangel, but it's not Jesus, but that's what they believe. On earth... According to their teachings, Jesus was only a man. And after the resurrection, and they don't really believe in a resurrection, but a recreation, he was again a spirit person, also called Michael the Archangel. Now, what we teach about Jesus is that he was both true God and true man at the same time. He is not God the Father. He is God the Son. And, uh, just as we talk about the deity of Christ, that means that he is God. Uh, let me share a few verses of many, many verses that are in Scripture. Of course, I've already said John one one, but let's look at it for understanding Jesus is God. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus is the Word, and the Word was with God, that's the Father, and the Word was God. And in a good translation, it's going to be no A first, and it's going to be a capital G. So Jesus, the Word, was God. He was in the beginning with the Father. And in the beginning, in Genesis, it always also talks about the Holy Spirit. And uh, so uh, they were creating the world. In Colossians 1 15 and 16 and 2 9, it says about Jesus, And he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rules or authorities, all things have been created by him and for him. And in him, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. So again, these verses teach that Jesus was true God and true man. Hebrews 1, 6 and 10, and when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says... And let all the angels of God worship him. And that verse is saying, worship Jesus. And thou, Lord, again referring to Jesus, in the beginning did lay the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thy hands. So uh, just a few verses. We have a track, the deity of Jesus Christ according to the scriptures, which is one of them we could send out to you, full of hundreds of, hundreds of verses about the deity of Jesus Christ i want to just take a minute to to mention a few things and what we have to offer today in our announcements each week family shield offers a complimentary resource to our radio listeners this week we're offering several tracks that will help you respond in love to jehovah's witnesses patterns in the cult what is a cult what are the marks of a cult it's a great little track Another one, The World's Most Dangerous Book, about the New World Translation and why it is not a recognized version. Whom Can You Trust? Some of the False Prophecies of the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society. And that's really important when you want to witness to them, although it does upset them. So just to let you know that uh, he is not here. He is risen, as he said. The Resurrection of Jesus Christ, and again that track I talked about, The Deity of Jesus Christ, According to Scripture. Any of these or all of these can be sent to you at no charge. Just call our Response Center, 1-877-317-4326. During the summer, there are droughts and dry spells. Currently, Family Shield is going through a dry spell itself as it completes its fiscal year on June 30th. We still need to raise a considerable amount considerable of money before the end of June, and we're requesting your help. Please pray for us, and as you're able, send a gift to help. Thank you. You can send information or your donation to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. I want to go back to just see how much more I can fit in. I knew I wouldn't have time to to do as much as I would like, but... um, beliefs about what they teach about prayer. Now, again, it always goes back to who do they believe Jesus is and what has he done for them. Because they don't believe Jesus is God, they don't believe they can pray to Jesus. And we can pray to Jesus because God's word tells us, first of all, he is God. And secondly, he tells us to pray to him. In John fourteen fourteen. if you ask me, this Jesus speaking, anything in my name, I will do it. In John 5, 22 and 23, For not even the Father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the Son, in order that all may honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. So the same honor is given to Jesus as the Father. And one of the ways we honor God is to pray to him and to worship him and to adore him. We do the same to Jesus. And in Acts 7.59, it says, And they went on stoning Stephen as he called upon the Lord, prayed, and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. I remember remember me saying I I talked to Kathy back in 1981. That was one of the verses. The first time I met with her, I shared, and at the time, I didn't realize that that one little verse takes down two of their teachings. One, they believe you can't pray to Jesus, and here is Stephen in the Bible praying, "Lord Jesus, receive my spirit." But there's another thing in there. They don't believe your soul lives on after death. They believe in, you know, when you, when you die, you're just in the grave. You have no soul that goes on to be with God in heaven. But here, Stephen says, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He's believing that he is going to go to be with the Lord immediately. And I remember when I talked to Kathy... She was quiet, and it's hard to get Jehovah's Witnesses to be quiet and I didn't know why at the time because I was just uh stumbling around in the in the in the dark uh, sharing verses, and God was using one of these verses to pierce her heart I think but um it's kind of exciting to see that we don't even need to know what they teach and believe, although it does help us if we understand and know. So I'm going to just skip on here. I'm going to go over a couple of these, Uh, what they believe about the resurrection of Christ. They do not believe that Jesus was raised bodily. He's a spirit person to them. He kind of recreated his body to show the disciples, but we know Jesus was raised bodily. The Bible teaches that. And John twenty twenty six, And after eight days, again, his disciples were inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors having been shut and stood in their midst. And he said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, who had been doubting, unless I see him, I will not believe. You remember that. Reach here your finger and see my hands and reach here your hand and put it into my side and be not Unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. That is you and me. We have faith. And we have another track that I mentioned uh, during our, my announcements. He is not here, he has risen as he said. So it goes into a little more depth about some of the teachings that the witnesses believe versus what the Bible teaches. So as I said, Jesus was raised bodily, and today he is still true God and true man in heaven. They don't believe the Holy Spirit is a is God. They don't believe that they can rely on the Holy Spirit to help them. We know the Holy Spirit lives in us as believers. He speaks, he hears, he teaches, he counsels, he knows the future, he may be lied to, and he can be grieved. That's a person, not a radar beam, as they believe he is. Uh, There's just so much more that we have to share. Let let me just uh, share a couple things about what I call some of their minor doctrine that is very upsetting for a lot of people. They don't believe they should have blood transfusions. And I've met many ex-Jehovah's Witnesses that came out of the organization because they studied this teaching and realized that there was nothing wrong with having a blood transfusion. They also don't wear crosses, they don't vote, they don't salute the flag, they won't allow their loved ones to celebrate Christmas, Easter, or birthdays. And these issues, even though I would call them minor doctrines, cause many conflicts in families grandmothers who've called me that said, I can't celebrate Christmas with my grandchildren. I can't talk about Jesus with them. That is so challenging. Uh, and it definitely divides families, especially during the holidays. So uh, I ask you to keep the family members of witnesses in your prayers and uh, uh, join us in uh, ministering to them as well. I had so much more I wanted to share, but I'm just not going to have enough time. I want to uh, tell you just as we close about Brandy. I wrote about this in one of my emails recently, and I don't have time to even read the entire thing, but I was teaching preschool back in 1981, and Uh, Brandy's mom brought her to the class, and Brandy's mom was a Jehovah's Witness. And um, she kept her home for the Easter party, um, which I thought was good. But the next day, um, several other children had missed that Easter party, and I found Brandy in the cloakroom putting the Easter candy into her pocket, and I had to tell her she couldn't keep that candy because her mother didn't want her to have it. Uh, I want to know where Brandy is. She had long brown hair, brown eyes, beautiful little girl. And at the time she said to me, but Mrs. Kay, I didn't do anything wrong. I hope and pray that she has not stayed in the Watchtower Society. And um, I wish I had more time to share that story, but uh, my time is just about out. Uh, This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. You can get lots of resources and information from us on this topic, and uh, you can go to our website, www.familyshieldministries.com to learn more about Family Shield, to connect to our resource center to get some of these tracks at no cost. May God bless you. You've been listening to Family Shield, a radio production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people to know Christ, grow in His Word, and strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. Or call one 317 4326 A CD of today's program is available upon request.